Now, the Wealth Protection Diva is a successful entrepreneur, business owner, and premier business strategist, president and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, and a national speaker, best-selling author, and motivational teacher of financial education, business development, and wealth protection strategies, the joys and frustrations of being a business owner. Her insights are motivating, her frankness inspiring. Here is Sherry Hill. What exactly is a brand? In the Old West, it was an identifying mark burned onto livestock with a fire-heated iron to thwart rustlers and cattle thieves. In similar fashion, businesses and individuals try to mark themselves with a distinct brand and embed that brand in the minds of the public at large or a specific targeted population to thwart copycatting and commoditization. My astute guest, Bryn Bruner, a strategic branding expert who helps entrepreneurs and small business owners grow thriving businesses with language that sells. A self-described genius junkie, she pulls out exactly how you and your business are uniquely brilliant, then wraps that into an emotional package with messaging your clients can relate to. Check out her fabulous website at mindsparkbranding.com. Brent, well, welcome. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here, Sherry. I'm glad you're here, too, because we get to talk about one of my favorite subjects, marketing. <laughs> but this is a different tack on it. So as you know, and as I know, a lot of money is wasted by small business owners and entrepreneurs on brand building strategies that mimic those of big, dumb companies. So let's <laughs> understand your philosophy around what is branding first and foremost. Well, I'm really glad to be here. Thank you so much. There is a lot of confusion about branding. People think really it means to put a logo on it. Like we used to, you know, slam that cow with that hot iron. Now it's like we're slamming a logo and everything, and it's not branding. Branding is this idea that what other people talk about us. Branding is a perception that other people have about our business. So it's our reputation. It's the level of quality that we're known for. It's the kind of expertise we have, but really specifically, it's also the personality, who we are in the world and how we're different from all those other guys. So mimicking somebody else is, you know, the death knell of what you could do for your own business. Absolutely. We're here to stand out, not blend in. Right. Well, but that's hard for people because, you know, when you start a business... One of the hardest things to do is to drill down and really figure out, unless you have someone like yourself as an expert who can pull the information out to really go, why are you unique? Why are you different? And how do we put that into a message? I think you're right. But I, I also think that most people don't even get there. They just start working. They're focused on that thing that they do that's so good. You know, I'm this great attorney or I, you know, I do this thing better than anybody else. And they never think about how that's going to project out to their clients. Part of this is not just like extracting it yourself. You've got to know some key kind of components of your brand. Who do you serve? What do you do? How do you do what you do better than anybody else? And honestly, it is hard to figure that out for yourself. Sometimes you have to work with somebody else who will pull that out for you. And, and that might be for the only reason that we don't value some of the things that we do. We value what we think is valuable. And those are the things that create those distinctions. Most people never put any time or effort into it. And how I see this first and foremost is... Somebody will give me their business card, and they've named their business in a way that I have no idea what they do. <laughs> right, especially with those acronyms like 
you know, I mean, yeah. we know what Genentech is, but it's like, I don't know, it's the, they have no idea what you're doing, and that doesn't help your customer figure out who you are or how you can serve them. Well, and it costs you more because you have to market harder because now I have to explain why I have this strange name. So at the very beginning, the naming of your business, certainly from the naming of your business, then do you have a tagline or a USP or a 60-second commercial? Sure. <laughs> and, and how do you get the word out? So can I tell you a story about mm-hmm. one of my clients? Christine Rico came to me a couple of years ago. Her business is called Waste to Wealth. She's in Brooklyn, New York, and she helps social impact businesses with their financials. So she works with a lot of food-based businesses and kind of, you know, overall suppliers. But they come to her because they don't know what their numbers are. And her business name was Waste to Wealth because she's really dialed in to kind of reuse and recycle and things like that. For years, she'd been Waste to Wealth. So as we were working on her branding and her messaging, she kept saying, you know, it's like I want to be everybody's CFO on speed dial. And she kept thinking, and I was like, Christine, that's the name of your business, not Waste to Wealth, because it doesn't mean anything. So a lot of times people name their business or their service or with something that means something to them and not squat to anybody else. She gives you a great testimonial on the website because it did. Like you said, she spent years building this brand that she didn't resonate with. Certainly her clients didn't really resonate with because she couldn't. You know, I'll tell a story on myself. My business used to be called Tailwind Media. I used to be a rower, and a tailwind makes you really fast, and a tail is a story. So I combined them in this cute little thing. Well, cute little things don't do diddly for a business. If you have to try to figure out how to spell it, you won't be able to be found online. So it's a, you know, when something means something to us, that's great, but it, it, that's not where it stops. It has to mean something to our clients. Think about it. So if in the very beginning, the naming of the business is critical, from that naming of the business now comes the branding, where the logo, your business cards, all that kind of stuff. So if you get it wrong at the beginning, you see the cost. Right. There's a, there's a, an immediate disconnect. And like you say, a huge cost. So, you know, if you're spending a whole bunch of money on a logo, but you don't know what's underneath that logo... You're spinning your wheels. And this is why for a lot of business owners, they're not good at this part of really figuring out who are we, what do we stand for, what are the values, what's in it for the customer. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's the number one driver behind how you determine what you should name your business and what you should put on your website and all of that. That's the customer service side. Right. It's really basic. What is going on for your customer? It's not about us. Over and over and over, business owners make this mistake, and they talk in ways that mean something to them but don't mean anything to their customers. They name their business, or they've got a clever little tagline that doesn't mean anything. So I keep, you know, my my thing is I keep kind of, how are you crossing that gulf between me and you so that I understand what you need as my client, and you understand what I deliver as a service provider? So that's one of your gifts, is really listening to when you sit down with a client, or a potential client to hear their languaging and and their passion. Again, let's talk right. about why passion matters and why did you start this business? 
That's one of my favorite things. I mean, I think that everybody that's in business that's doing it more than just making money has this big idea that's at the core. I was driving down here this morning thinking it almost won't let you go. I have a client I was talking to last week and she says, I've tried to stop doing this thousands of times and it won't let me go. It's this belief that drives you on and keeps you going and helps you evolve your business so that you're always aligned with this kind of deeper passion and the values that you stand for. We've been talking, obviously, you know, how wonderful to work with someone right at the beginning before they start their business versus somebody who's been in business for five years, 10 years, and it's almost painful to think about how much they've lost or money they've left on the table or just not reaching their right target because they're not, they don't have the correct messaging. Or they're not clear on what they do, or they're not clear on who they serve. So those are the kind of people that come to me. And and I'll be honest, Sherry, it's like this has happened with me too, and I'm sure lots of people you've talked to, business evolve. Businesses evolve. People evolve. Where I start now isn't where I ended up. So as a business evolves, it gets tighter and tighter into what they really want to do for people. So that's the time that people often come to me for a rebrand. They're like, ah, now I know what I want. Or their old, their old name that worked for them before – doesn't serve anymore, or that logo doesn't fit who they've become. Definitely looking at it from your perspective, I mean, one of the first things you have to sit down with a business owner or that team of people that are customer facing, really understanding what's in it for the customer, and then to really understand the the vision of this organization. Mm-hmm. Not just the people in it, but what are you trying, your mission, your, what are you trying to accomplish? Where, where are you going? Yeah. Right. Where are you going five and 10 years? And then you back it down. And how are we going to get there? So this is all part of that strategic marketing plan that really is going to help you not waste a whole bunch of time and energy and resources if you can get this, we'll say, almost right from the start. Right. That's <laughs> You're right. And so if you have a brand that's tight enough to what your vision is and yet has enough room that you can evolve, then you're going in the right direction. And you're starting to reach that right audience that hopefully is going to call you or go to your website or show up on your front door. Most of the time people come to me and they're frustrated. They're not necessarily saying, wow, I've lost a bunch of money. They're frustrated. There's, they don't see that the money they've spent has been a waste or they don't see that they need to invest some money in their branding. They're frustrated. They haven't made the numbers. They're not reaching their people. They don't really know what to do. And oftentimes they don't know how to tell people. They don't know how to say what they do. Right. There's a big disconnect on the language level. That's what's fun because this is the fun side of business is when you can work with someone like you, Bryn, who is exceptional at pulling all that information out and not writing it in paragraphs. It's in short, succinct sentences that people go, oh, I get it. I get it. That's it. That's the that's the holy grail of branding. I get it. Yes. And and from my client's perspective, I talk about the big O where they where their clients are like, "Oh, I get what you can do for me." Oh, I get what I can now do. So my clients are always my clients' clients. You touched on it lightly, but why no brand can stand still. We'll be right back. This is Dr. Cheryl Adlington, optometrist at Adlington Eye Center. You are listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill is important to me because she uplifts everyone around her. 
Sage advice and foresight is what you get when you listen to The Sherry Hill Show. Before you know it, the hot days will be here again with temperatures scorching into the 90s and even the 100s. SunTech solar screens block 80 to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. And SunTech solar screening protects furnishings and flooring. Call SunTech Solar Screening, 775-352-9396. SunTech Solar Screening, 775-352-9396. Many times, closing a real estate deal fast is the key to getting the great deal done. At Socotra Capital, we help you get the money fast. This is Dave Washburn, Vice President of Loans and Investments at Socotra Capital. We are a hard money lender for real estate transactions that need to close fast, way before banks or institutional financing can complete the deal. We're ready to talk to you about closing your transaction quickly, and we can get you the money fast. Visit www.socotracapitalnevada.com or call 775-420-4990 for a personal appointment. Thank you. Socotra Capital, Nevada is located at 298 Kingsbury Grade, Suite 1G, State Line, Nevada, 89449. David Washburn's NMLS agent number 51269, NMLS 331429, MLD 4075, Company NMLS number 1142425. Socotra Capital, Nevada, Incorporated. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own? Or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? Well, first, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should? like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes. For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put the proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started on the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779. Or visit sageintl.com. Businesses can plateau, stall, or stagnate without the owner even realizing it. Why? Because many startups as well as seasoned business owners struggle unnecessarily and fail to reach new levels of profitability and success because they focus on the wrong things or they lack a concrete, clear picture of where the business is supposed to go. If you want to get your business, yourself, your finances, and your life to a better place, then join Sherry Hill, the gutsy success engineer who has years of experience as a certified business instructor for the new Catalyst Live, a 12-week deep dive program through the Cube at Midtown starting Thursday nights, May 19th through August 4th. If you're ready to unlock that true potential and push yourself beyond the status quo, then go to our website, www.cubeatmidtown.com to learn more and register. Early bird pricing ends April 29th, and seats are limited for this epic 12 weeks to a winning business strategy. Visit www.cubeatmidtown.com. 
This is Lisa Bossell from Project Management Institute, Northern Nevada Chapter. I'm on the Sherry Hill Show next weekend, Saturday at 5 p.m. and Sunday at 8 a.m. on 99.1 FM Talk. Sherry and I will talk the great things we accomplish at PMI. Tune in to the Sherry Hill Show if you're serious about business. No brand dare stand still. Building a brand is not a journey to finally get to a there. Realistically, it's an endless process. A lot of brand owners get lazy and then they get commoditized and then they're gone. Consider the demise of the venerable Kodak, a brand with roots in the 19th century. At one time, it was almost impossible to find any home that didn't have a Kodak camera, film, or processed photographs in it. As the photography world evolved to where we are now, with every cell phone being used as a camera, along with the advent of Instagram, we can be pretty certain something bigger and or better is looming on the horizon. My guest, Bryn Bruner, is the founder of MindSpark Branding. She has an instinctive knack for seeing new marketing opportunities, connecting ideas to tangible outcomes, and finding the perfect words to describe what you do and how you do it. For over 30 years, she has designed powerful visual communications to help entrepreneurs, small businesses, and nonprofits reach their audience. Please check out her website at mindsparkbranding.com. So, Brent, the difference between a commodity and an engaging experience that fascinates and keeps customers is innovation. I'm guessing your clients understand that they can't simply rely on their brand unless they do what's necessary to keep people interested in it. Exactly. What I do with people to work on this is really focus on their language and making sure that where they're going as a brand speaks to where their client's also going. I've got an example for you today. Uh, often I use Nike as a description of an innovative company. Yes, they sell shirts and gear and shirts and all sorts of things you can sweat in, but that's not what they're selling. They're selling this aspirational thing of what their clients want to become. They want to, they, they're speaking to what their clients want to feel like. And it's all about grit and sweat and determination and persistence. So I've got a couple of, like if you were to Google Nike ads, here's what you're going to see. Everyone loses games. Few change them. The toughest battles are within ourselves. I am the bullet in the chamber. <laughs> um, there's another one. There's a little boy who's a little chunky and he's, plodding along on a road and a different one with a little kid standing at the edge of a high dive and they both say find your greatness so nike is selling an aspirational feeling for people that want to feel like that so they were just do it and they've innovated and kept evolving their brand because they're realizing that it's their their customers incorporating fitness and wellness into their lives kind of universally we all are but they're going a little deeper. They want that bigger experience. Well, let, let's talk about that because realistically, your brand should resonate the emotional connection I have with my prospects and customers. And so your great examples of Nike, the little boy on the diving board, find your greatness. I know, it right, gives me shivers. <laughs> has nothing to do with the shorts that he's wearing. Or the goggles or anything. So... That's right. Great brands don't sell a product. They sell a feeling. 
How do you really help people understand? I mean, I one of the things I teach in, in my classes is, you know, those hot buttons that get people to buy, those emotional connections. Because as we know in the marketing world, every one of us as a consumer wants to be smarter, prettier, happier, richer, skinnier, faster. You name it, right? Yes. Yeah. So how do you help them really figure that out? What is that emotional connection? Because that's where the words come in and the photos and the the feelings. All of it, huh? Mm -hmm. Like I, I like to say I'm going for goosebumps. So the first thing that I do when I work with a client is I sit down and I try to take them through the experience their client has when they work together. And I ask them this question and I usually get this big eyebrow lift. What? What do your clients feel like before they work with you? And they sit there and they look at me and it's like, what? usually it's frustrated and stressed and overwhelmed of whatever variety is for that particular business. And then they go, okay, I get it. And then they, well, I want them to, it's like, no, no, no. So it's really hard for business owners to quit talking as us and start thinking as our clients. But once we start that, they feel that. So we do, how do they feel before they work with you? How does that shift and transform as you're in the process of working with you? Like when you're working with your clients, there's going to be these aha moments and this connection of like, oh, I didn't know that was possible. And this sense of excitement, like, oh, that's where I could go. And then the ultimate feeling is what do they feel like after they're all done? I call that the transformational feeling because that's really what you're selling. So for Nike, it's like, I found my greatness. You know, I dug down deeper. I So that's that's how I help people connect to with their clients or experience on an emotional level. One of the ways that we discovered it years ago is we went out and asked all of our clients. We did an actual survey and asked those key questions. What, where were you at before? Mm-hmm. What did you experience during the process? And it is through that we kept hearing three words over and over again. What were they? Simplicity, service, empowerment. And so those three words kept resonating with all of our clients to go, gosh, you made this so simple for us. They want to complicate it. It's like, no, we made it really simple. The customer service, outstanding. And of course, empowerment, because we're all about education and making sure that people know what they're supposed to be doing Mm -hmm. once they start their business. So, you know, that was a long time ago. Maybe it's different now. And mm-hmm. just like, you know, we're talking about brands have to evolve, brands have to innovate. And we're not talking about creating that next widget. We're actually talking about as the customer base gets savvier and smarter, we're not able to treat them like they're all reading at third grade level anymore, right? Right. Not only that. Our customer base is younger, right? And our, our marketplace is a lot more skeptical. Anybody can be anybody online, and everybody knows that. So it's not enough to, anymore to say, we got the best little widget. You have to convince them about why it means something that you want to work with them. What is this widget going to do to help their lives? It's, we have to create a story that describes the transformation that we're going to deliver. It's not just about saying we're number one. I mean, I don't know that Avis could cut it anymore. <laughs> right. Well, but think about it. You know, people do business with people. And what has really shifted in the last several years more than anything is now because we can go out and do our research on who we potentially want to do business with. We want to know the people. 
That's in right. the company. And we want to know what they think and what they feel. And what they stand for. I mean, we all, I tell my clients, it's like, you can go to any large corporate website and see their list of values. This is our, our operational values. And it just sort of feels like big deal. But when you get dialed into what you stand for and what you stand for on behalf of your people, that comes through so, so loud and clear. And that's part of what you help these businesses understand. You work a lot in the nonprofit world, certainly professionals, but really it's differentiation. How do you say, if you're a CPA or you're an insurance agent or you're, yeah, I mean, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of you out there. And let's say they're all good. Let's say that, you know, the guy next door who's doing the same thing, he's he's not a hoser. He's doing a great job. So how are you different? It's going to be the things that you stand on, the personality you have, and the level of service you deliver. Right. And it's also what I really think it comes down to is the experience that you give people. How does it feel to work with you? Does it feel like you, like we talked just a minute ago about values and how important it is to connect to your customers, but there's another piece of that, Sherry, and that's connecting back to you. A lot of my clients have been in business for a long time, and that's sort of gotten dulled out, that connection to that that spark that they used to have. So when they dial back in, they're like, I just, it's like, their backbones infused with steel, and that comes through loud and clear to your customers right. in a big way. Right, and that's where your expertise, your knowledge, and all the great results that you have created because you're passionate about helping people get better at whatever it is you're helping them to get better at. Right. Improve their life. Right. <laughs> whatever your transformation is. It's being able to tap into those feelings, those emotions that you're going to help your clients really connect with again, but to break that chain of it's not what you're feeling as the owner. No. And I, and I want to just say this too. It's like when we say we want them to feel something, we don't want to make people cry. That's not what it's all <gasps> <I> about. Do. <laughs> <laughs> do it on your own. You will cry. Trust me. <laughs> we want to move them. We want to move them. Like when we see this little boy standing up there and says, find your greatness, that is, that is inspiring. It's evocative. It's, you know, it speaks to the deeper part of all of us, that longing. It's like, yes. Yeah, and it was captured in a few words and a photo. Exactly. It's really drilling down, getting deep, and not overwhelming people with a whole bunch of stuff if we can do it in a very short, simple impression. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. This is David Cole, author of Go From Zero to Hero on LinkedIn. You're listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill is important to me because her focus is educating business owners how to take it to the next level. Sage advice and guidance is what you get when you listen to The Sherry Hill Show. Sage International Incorporated fosters the entrepreneurial spirit by first educating our clients. In fact, we wrote the best-selling book, Incorporate and Get Rich, as recommended by Robert Kiyosaki in his bestseller, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. For over 20 years, we've taught thousands of business owners, investors, professionals, and entrepreneurs how to properly structure their business and personal assets to avoid the three flaming arrows of challenge, income taxes, liability exposure, probate and death taxes. 
Call Sage International Incorporated at 1-800-254-5779 to set up a free 30-minute consultation. That's 1-800-254-5779. Sage International. SunTech Solar Screening is proud to offer innovative products, giving you control over your environment and increasing the comfort and value to any residential or commercial building. Call SunTech Solar Screening, 775-352-9396. SunTech Solar Screening, 775-352-9396. So, you're thinking about buying investment real estate. Getting the right mortgage is a critical part of your decision. This is Lou Carr, branch manager of Summit Funding in Sparks, Nevada. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be the best investment purchase you'll ever make. How do you go about it? First, get pre-approved with a mortgage lender like Summit Funding. Then, find the right property at the right price. Summit Funding is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit summitfunding.net slash L-C-A-R-R. That's S-U-M-M-I-T-F-U-N-D-I-N-G dot net forward slash L-C-A-R or call 775-626-0775 for personal service. This is Lou Carr from Summit Funding, NMLS number 258750 NMLS number 3199 and NMLS number 1042857. Thank you. Summit Funding Incorporated is located at 5931 Los Altos Parkway, Suite 105, Sparks, Nevada, 89436. Hello, this is Joe Fitz from Project Management Institute, Northern Nevada Chapter. I'm on the Sherry Hill Show next weekend. Saturday at 5 p.m. and Sunday at 8 a.m. on 99.1 FM Talk. Sherry and I will talk the great things we accomplish at a PMI. Tune in to The Sherry Hill Show if you're serious about business. If you have comments about today's show or any questions, please email sherry at sherryhillshow.com. Marketing, of course, is how you drive revenue for your brand. It's how you actually promote your products and or services to your public. Bryn Bruner, the rock star founder of MindSpark Branding, has helped sharp, passionate entrepreneurs and small businesses with their design and branding needs for almost 30 years. She is known for cutting to the chase and developing language that describes the work that really resonates with the audience of her clients. So Bryn, you're going to share a story about Mini Cooper, but first, let's talk about what I like to call mining riches from niches and why that's so much more cost-effective because it allows you to market more aggressively, more often, and more effectively to a smaller and more receptive crowd. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. A lot of people, especially people who are new, this doesn't happen to the older crowd, you know, the more veteran business owners. New businesses think, who's my target market? Anybody that's got a pulse. And the whole thing about, you know, I tell people, you're not singing to the whole bar. You're singing to that one person in the back with the gleam in their eye that is ready to do the work that makes that transformation that you're going to survive, that you're going to provide. 
Right. Absolutely. So we'll talk, but share your Mini Cooper story because okay. we were talking about feelings and emotions and, right. and so, all of that. And not making people cry necessarily. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> so Mini Cooper was getting customer feedback on the fact that their engine was making that sound after you've been going for a while. And so they had to figure out how to deal with it because it wasn't a problem. It was just an after effect of like thermo cooling. So they came out with some language that said this. I think it's, this is brilliant. After spirited motoring, you might notice that your engine makes a sound. And it's like spirited motoring. Who says that? Mini Cooper drivers do. So all of this language creates this affinity and this, you know, there's lots of words, lots of talk about creating a tribe. I am one of those. I have, I'm not British, but I might go out and do a little spirited motoring. Yes. So it elevates the whole experience just with two words. I think that's brilliant. That is brilliant, and I love it. And so, again, that kind of ties back to what I want to talk about this segment is anyone who now resonates with the term spirited motorist, right? Because now we all of a sudden we put on our leather flight jacket and, <laughs> and our goggles and our, <laughs> goggles and our our scarf that's going to billow back into the breeze, and all of a sudden we're in that car. We're, we are that car. We yeah. are that experience, and we definitely got a thermos of hot tea in the boot, love. Yes. So <laughs> the, the whole thing builds on who I am. Car companies are a great place to go and look at taglines. Like one of the ones I really like, I would like one of those little Fiat 500s, and one of their taglines is, how Italian are you? And it's like, that has nothing to do with the car. Right. But as we have more disposable income, we're not looking for a more superior product necessarily. We're looking for an experience. We want to align an experience with what we want to have, an aspirational feeling. Absolutely. And so now when we talk about, you know, really who is your audience, who is your public, this is why it becomes important to really understand culturally within your organization, what do you stand for? Your brand is the outward message, right? And what you're going to do for me, the customer. And so really understanding who you want to speak to versus the shotgun approach of everyone is my customer. Absolutely. So let's talk for a minute about that whole customer thing and the employee thing. I mean, when, you, when you're really clear on your brand and who you are, what you stand for, what you're here to do in the world, it's like a fit test when you hire new people. You don't want to hire people that are not going to deliver on the brand values you have. Did you see the thing about Starbucks the other day? Mm-hmm. One of the baristas put a sticker. There's like some triple mm-hmm. venti caramel macchiato with a shot of – it's like 3,000 grams of sugar. And he put on the little tag, the name tag, diabetes, here I come. Oh, my. And so Starbucks had to do some recanting. But one of the, uh, you know, the thing about that is that that's a brand problem. That's a hiring somebody that is not going to support your brand. If you're going to come to work at Starbucks and you've got a problem with sugar, don't work there. Right. right? Or coffee. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, or all of a sudden you're the health minister, right? right? <laughs> so a lot of what people do, you asked before, do wrong about their brand is honestly they don't know. They do it accidentally. So branding shifts the whole conversation you want to have with your customers from accidental to really deliberate, thoughtful, conscious. Right. And that goes to all of those pieces, including that corporate culture, including the kind of employees that you hire and how they show up in the world. Right. And then now, once you understand that, it's a lot easier to get out there and reach that niche of folks that are going to be more likely – 
to want to do business with you, more likely to engage, and more likely to look you up if they're searching for that particular product or service that you offer, which then comes back to what sets you apart, what makes you unique and different. Okay, so the word that's coming through my mind right now is resonate. We all talk about resonating with people. I saw this experiment once where they put a bunch of salt on a metal plate and put it over a speaker and turn on a certain kind of music. And it created these patterns on the salt. They turn on a different kind of music, different kind of pattern. So that's what we want to do with our brands. We want to resonate with a specific customer because of who we are and what we do. Right. Well, and then it comes down to part of what you help organizations do is, you know, the the marketing strategy around this, because now when you understand where are those people likely to show up, do you invest your time in direct mail? Do you put it on your website? Do you show up at a trade show? Where are you going to find them? Right. You know, you made me think of something. I heard that 40% of new businesses still don't have a website. So when people come to look for you, you're not even there. That's sad. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) Well, and and I think, you know, for a long time, part of it is people thought that they were going to do all their selling off the website, and they invested a lot of money in, in these big, complex things, where for a lot of people, especially if you're in retail, I just need to know where you are, what are your hours, and, and what is the general idea of what I might right. find when I get there? I, I really think it keeps coming back to knowing what your customers are looking for. I was, but, it, the, it's, but the distinction piece also goes to sort of a personal level. I have a lot of clients that feel like they ought to be doing something X way. And that, ble- you know, that bleeds into their marketing too. Well, I ought to do it because he's doing it, she's doing it, he's doing it. Instead of really dialing into how are you different, how are you, how are you elevating your client's experience, I was just working with someone and she goes, I really had no idea. I thought I had to do business like other people. And what you're saying is actually to have more impact, I have to do it more like me. It's like, yep, be you. Absolutely. Be you. Be, be who you authentically are. And again, this doesn't come down to that you know, you can't share what you stand for, right? Now, one of the things that I am real clear on is, and and I'm sure you advise a lot of your clients about this, because we're seeing a ton of backlash going on in the media right now uh, in a couple of states that yes. <laughs> have chosen to, you know, I guess go back into the dark ages, not really sure. But Bottom line is when you step out of your realm. So in other words, if I'm a business owner and the only thing you ever find for me on Facebook or LinkedIn or my website is how I feel about current issues, nothing to do with my business and ability to sell, that has backlash and people don't recognize it or even understand it. I can't believe it. I can't believe sometimes when I'm on Facebook and I see a political post and I think, are you just trying to drive a stake through the heart of your business? Right. Because that doesn't belong in business. No, it doesn't because 50% of your potential prospects and customers think one way and 50% think the other. So neutrality or just saying nothing. Sometimes marketing is is more important to say nothing. (laughs) I know. (laughs) But you know what? Having said that, what's going on in other parts of the South I have absolute full belief in the power of business to affect change. You take away the dollars and people's right. you know, minds change. Absolutely. Oops. Right? 
Oops. But again, part of what you're really trying to help people understand is what are the messages, you know, how do you effectively message in positive ways so you can resonate with with clients and customers? Don't blow it all in one shot by all of a sudden. Oh, talk about tossing your goodwill and capital out the window. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we're going to go to break. We come back. I want to talk about the difference between, we've been talking all business right now, but what if I'm someone who needs to build a personal brand? So stick with us. We'll be right back. This is Sharon Lecter from Paradise Valley, Arizona. You are listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill is important to me because she helped us get up and running with the Rich Dad Company. Sherry Hill is dedicated to your success. SunTech Solar Screening offers frames and screening with colors to match any house or building. SunTech Solar Screening offers custom-shaped screens for windows and doors of any size. SunTech Solar Screening products are certified to green technology and are EPA certified. Products are built in the USA, ensuring high-quality materials and a long lifespan that offers durability and longevity. SunTech Solar Screens offer privacy from the street and a clear view from inside your home. SunTech Solar Screens come with a 10-year warranty. Call SunTech Solar Screening, 775-352-9396. SunTech Solar Screening. 775-352-9396. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own? Or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? Well, first, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, Unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should? Like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes. For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put the proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started on the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. The starting point for success is your own vision and image of yourself and your business. If you think you're a commodity, a generic product, or a service like any other, then that's what you'll be. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You'll do what everyone else does. You'll price the same way as everyone else. And you'll sell, market, communicate, deal with people, and relate to clients the same way as everyone else. And worse yet, if you behave just like everyone else, then you've already accepted your business's death sentence, allowing it to be marginalized by the marketplace. Or you can strive for greatness in your impact and contribution to the marketplace by joining Sherry Hill, innovative and inspiring certified business instructor as she joins forces with the Cube at Midtown to bring you Catalyst Live, a 12-week deep dive program starting Thursday nights, May 19th through August 4th. If you're ready to move your business from stagnation to stunning growth, then go to www.cubeatmidtown.com to learn more and register today. <laughs> 
Seats are limited, partner discounts available, and early bird pricing ends April 29. Go to www.cubeatmidtown.com. Hello, this is Sue Churchill from Project Management Institute, Northern Nevada Chapter. I'm on the Sherry Hill Show next weekend, Saturday at 5 p.m. and Sunday at 8 a.m. on 99.1 FM Talk. Sherry and I will talk about a variety of our services at PMI. This is one radio show that you won't want to miss if you're serious about business. If you missed any part of today's show and would like to listen to the podcast, please visit SherryHillShow.com. Your personal brand is how you appear to the world. Therefore, it serves to reason that a strong brand is preferable to one that is unpolished and uninteresting. Once people know who you are and begin to identify you with a specific area of understanding or expertise, you'll be well on your way to becoming the go-to person in your niche or industry. The question is, how do you become more recognized? How do you build your authority and your following? Well, let's ask my perceptive guest, Bryn Bruner, founder of MindSpark Branding, where she is a strategic branding expert who helps entrepreneurs and small business owners grow thriving businesses with language that sells. She is well known for helping you show your prospects that you're the true blue real deal by connecting with them from the inside out. To learn more, I encourage you to visit her website at mindsparkbranding.com. So, Bryn, this question, how do you become more recognized and build your authority and following is really for all those consultants, coaches, professional speakers, and authors who see musicians and celebrities who deliberately sought maximum leverage within a customer base that can be exceptionally loyal and supportive. The first thing that comes to my mind is it goes back to the messaging component, of course, and the values component, what you believe in, and creating a consistent brand story. So you have a brand story that tells the story of your business, who you are, what you deliver, and who you serve consistently every time. It doesn't have to be word for word. Sometimes you might have a mini one that's your elevator speech. Sometimes you might have a longer one if you decide that you're going to be speaking in front of people. But wherever you go, you're that person. You wear the clothes that reflect that business that you have. You say the same things over and over again in a consistent, heartfelt, authentic way. So basically, I think it comes down to consistency and visibility. There's lots of ways to get the word out. But you want to make sure that you're saying the same clear, consistent message. Absolutely. And with, of course, the advent of blogging, Mm -hmm. when, you know, we talk about what, if you're an author or a professional speaker, consultant, then, you know, again, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of those people out there. What is it that you are doing that can set yourself apart and build kind of that loyal thought? Now, obviously, you know, I haven't quite truly figured out from a tweeting perspective. I mean, if I'm Beyonce, of course, I'm going to tweet and I'm going to have 50 million followers, right? Right. Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva, (laughs) do I have enough to tweet about? Maybe, maybe not. But blogging, absolutely. Absolutely. There's another one, too, a new kid on the block which is live streaming. Facebook's just come out with the ability to live stream direct from your feed. This other platform called Blab 
is a perfect place to develop that visibility and establish yourself as an expert. And basically, it's simple. Go to Blab. Hang out. You access it through your Twitter account. Be a part of these these top-level conversations with people. And even by being an engaged listener, chiming in with a chat box, adding meaningful content, you're elevating the conversation, and everybody wants to do that. Right. So I have to tell you, Sherry, the other day I was on Blab, and who popped up was Simon Manwaring, author of We First, who works with huge businesses like Coca-Cola to develop increased impact based on their purpose. I am hanging out with Simon Manwaring. I'll never go and have coffee with a guy, but I was on his Blab. And so by asking a couple of good questions, he and I were interacting directly with me. On his Twitter feed, it said MindSpark brand. So I can't pay for that kind of coverage. So all you have to do is be intelligent and listen and engage on a meaningful, helpful level. Right. And do, don't do that thing, you know, that creepy thing where you're taking the mic and you won't give it back. You know, be a respectful, helpful person. Absolutely. And, and this kind of moves into, you know, trying to set yourself apart and really building that personal brand, which comes to being a thought leader. Obviously, you know, one of the great cool things you could do is develop a TEDx talk, right? Because mm-hmm. that kind of elevates you to another level. But really the importance of being that thought leader, what is your position on, I mean, how does somebody get to that place? First of all, you care. You figure out what you care about. You articulate that to yourself. And then over the course of your business, you're articulating that to your clients, not just by your words, but who you are in the world, how you do the work, the experience you provide. So your thought leadership is an extension of the expertise and the brand that you've developed. And you're basically taking it into the world. And whether it's in a venue like this on the radio or on a blab or on a blog, it's a lens that you create that you're casting your opinion through to the world. So you are seeing them in a certain way and they're seeing you in a certain way. One of my clients is a, an entrepreneurial business coach and her lens that she's created her, if you will, thought leadership platform is to develop trust in women who've been told, we got to do this, now you got to do that, you got to do this. Self-trust and what's really good about what you do. So the first step is figure out what you care about more than anything. What's the thing you're going to go out on a limb for for your people? And then you, you not spin, but you project everything you're doing and thinking through that lens. Right. But that also comes down to having a vision, and understanding a plan behind it because you don't want to waste your time again and shotgun a whole bunch of stuff about every topic out there. It's being purposeful and definite and really going, gosh, I'm on a really good thought process. Why don't I continue on this track? Exactly. And, And how do you operationalize that big idea throughout your business? How do you make your vision less of an idea and more of a thing that people can see when they're looking at your business. Right. So all of this is dead on the money. Well, that's how you build the tribe, as they like to say in the marketing Mm -hmm. world, as you're following and and the people that are interested in what is that next thing that you're going to do? Are you speaking somewhere? Are you teaching a class? Are you writing another book? What is it that you're doing? Because we already resonate with you. We like 
where you're going with this. We love that we're engaged, mm-hmm. right? So what next? Yeah. And I think a lot of businesses, that might be a mistake that people do. They drop the what's next. Because once you have that engagement and that momentum, your people want more. They want the next thing. So as a business owner, we have to be cognizant of that and figure out how are we going to evolve? What is our next step? How are we going to draw our people into the next level? And you just have to keep elevating that experience, providing more value. Absolutely. And that also narrows the target, right? Because now when you have people who are engaged with you, those are your ideal potential prospects and clients. Right. Like I like to say you're waving this banner that only your guys are going to come and stand by you with. One of the things I do with my clients is create a manifesto. It's basically this kind of gritty, raw statement of your beliefs. And sometimes they they get sort of – and sometimes they start to polarize your audience. Don't be afraid of that. If it's really right for some people, it will be really wrong for other people. The work that you do, the stance that you're taking, your position and your thought leadership. Right. So don't be afraid of being different. You know. Exactly. Wear a weird hat. It's okay. <laughs> Fly your freak flag, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But again, if you want to stand out, and, and this whole conversation we've had today is truly, whether it's a business you're trying to market or whether it's you as an individual you're trying to market, the sea of information is vast and confusing. And how do you find your niche and your space to be relevant? Right. And to stay relevant and to direct the conversation. It's so important and it's a lot of fun. And it's one of my most favorite conversations because (laughs) I love marketing. And so, Bryn, if somebody, you do a lot of classes and, and some different things that you do, and I've, I've mentioned your website more than once, uh, mindsparkbranding.com. <laughs> if I went out to your website. I have a class right now that's called Connect to Sell, and it's for people that are both just starting out or they recognize that their branding isn't working anymore. And it pretty much directs them into this whole internal strategic component of their brand which is their marketing, or sorry, their messaging. Who, what, and we start with, what do my clients feel like? That takes a lot of people by surprise. Even veterans have been doing it for 20 years. What do my clients feel like? What are you talking about? So we start there, and then I take them through a whole bunch of different exercises to develop language-based tools to get the word out. Go out to your website. If somebody's like, I can't wait, I'm, I want to call her, what's a good number? <laughs> you can call me at 510-334-8768. You're a phenomenal resource here in our community, and you and I seem to like to interact with each other. Because Thank you, Sherry. We, we speak the same language, and that is how do you grow and really have a lot of fun in your I know, business. I was just thinking, business is fun. Yeah. Well, because we like this fun side of business. Yeah. <laughs> so very important. Well, thank you, Bryn, for being here. And with that, everybody, spend some time and think about how you resonate with your particular clients. And if you don't know, ask them. Right. Thanks, Sherry. Bye, everybody. The Sherry Hill Show values the role we play in supporting the economic engine driving this country. Small business, the backbone of America. Send her a message on Facebook.com slash Sherry Hill Show. And tune in next week, same time, same station, for The Sherry Hill Show.